you ever desired a particular spiritual gift or prayed for God to give you a certain spiritual gift and you kind of wanted to know whether or not this is the right thing to do or the correct thing to do or even if it's possible and that's the main idea or the main mindset that we have in um, addressing this issue, making this video, uh, is whether or not a person can pray for a spiritual gift and get it, all right? So the only way we know, of course, to find the answer to these issues such as this is in the scripture itself. And so what we're going to do is we're going to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we're going to look at what the apostle Paul was teaching or instructing the church of Corinth about spiritual gifts. And we understand when we look at the church of Corinth, even though this was one of the most awful churches that Paul had founded, but nevertheless, it was strange to say that they were the most spiritually endowed church. And so there was this great abuse of spiritual gifts in the Corinthian church. And basically all of this came about because of pride, because of pride. Everybody was thinking that if you had uh, one particular gift over another, that made you more important uh, in the body of Christ. But even nameless, so that of the speaking in tongue, that was the gift that was truly abused. We see that in First uh, Corinthians chapter 14, and as well as chapter 13, chapters 13 and 14. 13 laying the foundation how all things should be done in love. The purpose for the spiritual gifts is for the benefit of others, the love of others. But we don't want to get sidetracked. But so in this, uh, I, I, my mind always almost wanted to say deprived church, we see Paul giving uh, some of his most pronounced teachings on spiritual gifts. Of course, we see this again, I believe it's in Romans chapter 12, but even more so here in addressing the issue of the abuse of spiritual gifts among the Corinthians. And just uh, so you'll always understand it, the, the very nature of most epistles were occasional or purposeful. That is, there was usually a particular situation or problem that the writer would be addressing. And so therefore we'll see coverage of certain doctrinal issues. All right, but let's go and try to answer the question on whether or not you can actually pray for God to give you a spiritual gift. So in turning to first Corinthians chapter 12, what we see, let's just turn, let's just look at, because we don't want to study the whole chapter. You really want to get directly into answering the question, but always remember exegesis verse by verse of an entire chapter, or even understanding the thematic concept of an entire book is always good and beneficial to understanding the minute points of the passage. But anyway, let's just go on without going to all of that stuff. So let's look at verse number uh, eight. Uh, uh, let's start at verse number seven, and we're gonna get to our primary point. So he says, but to each one is given the manifestation of the spirit 
for the common good. And so and when he talks about the manifestation of the spirit, that means he's dealing with the spiritual gifts, how the gift of, of, of God, that is the gift of the Holy Spirit, will be manifested in each individual for the good of the body of Christ. This is what we call edification or the building up of the body. And then we also see two uh, contradictory to the actions of the uh, Corinthians and even sometimes our own mindset. These gifts are not given expressly for us. They are not to be hoarded, prided by us, but they are given so that we may use these particular gifts given by the spirit for the benefit of others in the body of Christ. But let's keep reading. Then he begins to talk about, uh, he, he enunciates certain gifts. Okay. Just kind of, it's not so much as a total breakdown. I do believe it's like either 17 or 19, uh, gifts that are gifts of the Holy spirit that are spoken of in scripture. But he just kind of breaks them down in this manner. Verse number eight. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit and to another, the word of knowledge, according to the same spirit, see wisdom, knowledge to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healing by the one spirit and to another, the effecting of miracles and to another prophecy and to another, the distinguishing of spirits to another, various kinds of tongues and to another, the interpretation of tongues. Now, again, here, Paul is not trying to give an exhaustive list of all of the gifts of the spirit, but he is giving pretty much a hefty, uh, a hefty size list of the spirits. And so he just simply enumerating that the spirit is giving separate or different gifts to each of the members. Now we don't want to break down to uh, the meaning of all of these particular uh, gifts, but the point that we're trying to make is it is the Holy spirit who is giving these gifts. And he is just simply enumerating some of the specific gifts that are being given by the spirit. But our key verse to answer the question and remember the question is, uh, uh, um, can one receive a gift of the spirit, one of these particular gifts, simply by asking for it or praying for it? Because what we need to understand is, and let me set this forward, since we did not go into uh, all of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, which covering the whole chapter again is a wonderful thing to do. Very good thing. But, what Paul teaches in 1 Corinthians 12 is, and we also see this in 1 Peter, I believe it's in chapter 4, is that when an individual comes to Christ, when you, when you are first saved, the Holy Spirit gives you the gifts that he wants you to have so that you can minister, that is to operate in the body according to the will of the Spirit. That is, once an individual gets saved at the first, when you first get saved, the Holy spirit gives you one or more gifts. And we're going to talk about that uh, uh, later on. I, I, I was almost a little premature, 
But the Holy Spirit gives you gifts when you first get saved. Now, he doesn't give. Now, okay, I do not want to get into this. But even though we have this particular list that we do have, for example, like prophecy and even the working of miracles, some gifts are given only to the apostles. That is, men who have particularly been designated by Jesus Christ. They have seen, they have seen with their physical eyes the resurrected Jesus, Jesus in his resurrected form. And Jesus gives these particular men who are apostles. So only apostle. So only way you can be an apostle is you would have to have seen the resurrected Christ. And so Jesus sometimes that is for those to whom he, those apostles to whom he gives this gifts, he gives certain gifts, uh, uh, like, the working of miracles and things of that nature. Okay. So some of these gifts, even though they are in this particular list are no longer available to us, like the gift of apostleship or the working of signs and wonders, things like that. These are apostolic gifts that were only given to the apostles and not given, or should I even say distributed to other members in the church. And then there is another, since I'm here, it talks about the gift of prophecy, prophecy. And we find out that it's in the book of Ephesians, I believe it is, that prophecy is a foundational gift. That is, it is a gift given by the Holy Spirit for the initial, notice what I said, the initial establishing of the church and therefore having this foundation laid, the gift of prophecy has been discontinued by the Holy Spirit. So there is no need, I guess what I'm trying to say in a nutshell, there is no need of, of even thinking about this gift being present in the church today. That is the working of miracles or the gift of prophecy because prophecy, foundational working of miracles, apostolic gifts. Okay. But now let me continue on to answer the question. So, uh, so you are a Christian you, you, and you say, and say for say, you see a, a wonderful gift that God has given another individual, you know, or say, say for instance, the gift of wisdom or the gift of knowledge or say for instance, a gift of service or whatever the particular gift may be. And in your mind, you begin to think to yourself, that is a wonderful gift to have. And I would truly love to have that gift. Can I pray? And would God answer my prayer in giving me this particular gift. And that's the question that we seek to answer. And so we've already stated before what all gifts are gifts of the Holy spirit. That is gifts given by the Holy spirit. Now let's get to the root of the question. Can these gifts, can you receive another gift or even I should say an additional gift? And the answer is in verse 11. Notice, as he, can, as he just finished, Paul, talking about enumerating certain gifts that are given by the Holy Spirit, he continues to say in verse number 11, 
but one and the same spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually just as he wills. Okay. And this is the key. Notice what he says. The gifts come from whom the Holy spirit gives these gifts. And what does he do? He distributes to each one to to all in the body of Christ as he wills. Now let's look at this a little, little closer. And we're going to do a little Greek examination of the text so we can understand really what the apostle Paul is trying to say. But notice what he says, we're going to deal with the point, the, uh, the issue of distributing to each one individually as he wills. And he says, Darun, idea, ekosto. That is, Darun simply means to distribute, to distribute, uh, uh, Pass, think about it as passing it out. Distribute idea ecosto to each one. That's the idea. To one's own. To each one. But now here is our key. Kanthos bulita. That is as or even as bulita. Bulita is the Greek word that comes from that means comes from bulamai, which deals with to will or to desire. But the interesting thing about this particular verb, bulletai, is that it is given in uh, 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 the middle tense, the Greek middle tense. What's important to note about the Greek middle tense here, and this what helps us in our exegesis is, the middle tense deals with something, doing something for the benefit of itself. That's the idea. The subject is doing something for the benefit of itself. And the subject here is what? The Holy Spirit. What is the Holy Spirit doing? He is distributing gifts. And how or why is the Holy Spirit distributing? How and the why is the Holy Spirit distributing these gifts? according to his own will for the benefit of himself. So he answers the question, the gifts that an individual has is given by the Holy Spirit according to the what? The will of the Holy Spirit. It is never by the asking of the individual. It's never by you and I asking for a particular gift, or it is never from the desire of the one who has been gifted to seek additional gifts. The Holy Spirit already has his own purpose for you. He has his own desire for you. So this is what we see the Holy Spirit acting because the Holy Spirit is God. And we'll see that even later on in this particular text, we understand that the Holy Spirit is a member of the Godhead. It is a person in the, that, that, that inhabits the very being of God. Or in other words, the Holy Spirit is God, God, father, God, son, God, the Holy Spirit, God is one. So the Holy Spirit is sovereignly acting. And when we say sovereign, that means he is doing what he alone wants to do. And what is he alone choosing to do? Distribute the gifts 
as he pleases. So therefore we have a fundamental answer to the question. Can you or I have a, a, a seek or even pray for an additional gift, another gift to be given by the Holy spirit? And the answer is a resounding no. Why? Because the spirit has determined what part he wants each of us to play in the body of Christ. This determination is not for you to make. It is not for me to make. It is a decision already made by the Holy Spirit. So if the Holy Spirit has given you a particular gift, be thankful and be content. Why? Because this is the part that God desires for you to play in his church. If he has given you the spirit of knowledge and wisdom or of pastoring and teaching, if he has get, because this is what he desires for you to have. And if he has not given you these things, number one, don't even desire it. And number two it's useless. Why? He won't give these things to you because this is not the role that he has predetermined you to play. And let's just finish it out. Let's look at uh, uh, even a few more verses and we'll kind of put an addendum to this answer. Verse number 12, watch how it works it out. For even as the body is one and yet has many members and all the members of the body, though they are many are one body, so also it's Christ. For by one spirit we are baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free. We are all made to drink one spirit, for the body is not one member, but many. Key. If the foot says, because I'm not of the hand, I'm not a part of the body, it is not for this reason any less part of the body. And if the ear says, because I'm not an eye, I'm not a part of the body, is it? It is not for this reason any less part of the body. If the whole, whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? So he just simply continues to say what in verses number 12, that all of us are individual members that come to make one body that is Christ. And then he talks about how it is this operation of the spirit that brings us into the body of Christ, regardless to our race or nationality. And then he continues to talk about the many members in the body. And then in addressing the issue in the Corinthian church, remember the issue as we talked about this earlier is because of their pride, some thinking that they were better than others because they had certain spiritual gifts and no doubt some thinking that they were not as good as others because they had what they perceived to be lesser spiritual gifts. And that's why he began to say, Everybody is not an eye and everybody is not a foot because if everybody was not, a, if it was an eye, then how would you be able to walk? And that whole idea. So the eye and the foot he's speaking of as spiritual gifts. That is everybody does not have the same spiritual gift because if that was the case, the church, the body of Christ would be deficient in another area. We need all of the gifts that the Holy Spirit has determined to give us in order to operate as we should. But again, let's get to that final and key verse. 
verse number 18. Remember what he has been saying that the Holy Spirit is the one who imparts the gifts. The Holy Spirit imparts the gift. Now verse 18, final verse, but now what? God has placed the members, each one of them in the body, just as he desired. And who is the God? As we are talking about, always in the context, who is God? That is the Holy Spirit. And, and what has he been talking about the whole time? The distribution of the gifts, the gifts that the spirit gives to each of those in the body of Christ. And what is his point? The Holy Spirit acting as sovereign God, what does he do? He placed the members in the body, how? Just as he desires. So therefore we have our little addendum. Again, verse number 11, he gives gifts what? Distributing them to each one individually as he wills. And then finally again in verse number 18, God, the Holy Spirit has placed each in the body to function in the capacity using the gifts that he has given them. How? Just as he desired. So therefore it answers our question. Is it possible to get another or additional gift from the Holy Spirit? Because sometimes we're not satisfied with what God has given us. The answer again is a resounding no. The Holy Spirit gives each and every member in the body a particular gift or more than one gift at the moment of salvation for the part that the Holy Spirit desires that member to play in the body of Christ. Therefore, there is no need of asking, requesting, or even fasting and prayer. You, you can even stop fast. You, you can stop that weight loss. Why? Because that prayer would never be answered. Be content to whatever God has given you and seek to use that gift as best you can to the glory and honor of God.